0: Our scripture this morning comes from Jonah chapter 3. I invite you to turn there with me or follow along on the screen as we hear the word of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them from the greatest to the least put on sackcloth. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, He rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. This is the proclamation he issued in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let people or animals, herds or flocks, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink. But let people and animals be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy Lord, for your word, we are grateful. We pray that by your Holy Spirit, our hearts, our minds, our eyes, our ears would be opened that we might hear and see and receive a word that you have, that you have meant just for us this day. And gracious Lord, I pray you would take these words of mine, turning them from water into wine, because we know you can take even the simplest of things and do miracles with them. So do it even now in our midst, this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, we talked a little bit about the prophet Samuel. We talked about how Samuel, as a young boy, was needing help to hear the voice of God and to know what it was to speak that word, to be a prophet. Here we have Jonah. Jonah, also a prophet, not a young boy. Jonah heard the word of God and Jonah said, no thanks, I'm gonna go this way instead. Jonah took off. He went in the opposite direction of Nineveh. He hopped onto a boat. They set off. He was ready to get as far away as possible. And then a storm came and not just a little storm, a deadly storm. One in which everyone on that boat was scared for their lives. And it came down to Jonah saying, just throw me overboard. I know it's because of me. And they did. And the storm subsided. And the fun part that the kids like with the story, right, is that Jonah ended up being swallowed up by a fish, by a big whale. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Right? Sunday school class is just like, this is the best story ever. Jonah in the belly of a fish. For the rest of us, we're going, really? How? It's not, it's not really, was there really a fish? Was it that big? Was he alive the whole time? Mm, mm, I, I don't know about this. But Jonah ends up on the beach. And let's remember that nothing is impossible for our God. After all, he did raise Jesus from the dead three days later. Jonah hears from the Lord a second time. The Lord asked again, Jonah, go to Nineveh and tell the people what I ask you to tell them. Fine, I'll go, but I'm not going to like it. Right? I mean, that's Jonah. He goes, but he's grumbling the whole way. (laughs) Okay, fine. And he's walking through the city. Here's the word from God. Listen up, people and they did they listened before the word even reached the king people were were praying they were they were repenting they were they were putting on sackcloth they were tearing off the the, the things of their lives they were getting rid of what they had been up to and about and and giving themselves over to God. When the word reached the king, the king himself took off his robes. He put on sackcloth and declared that there should be a fast, not just a little fast, but one for every person and every animal. No food and nothing to drink that they would Repent and turn from their evil ways and their violence, because maybe God would hear. And God did hear. And God did prevent the destruction he had threatened. And Jonah kept grumbling. Jonah kept grumbling. The next chapter is Jonah being mad about it. Here were these people who heard the word of God who were invited to repent that they might live. And Jonah was annoyed. He was frustrated. You know, God, it's just like you to be good and merciful. It's just like you, God, to love people. Jeez, God. Why are you so good that you would actually do this? See, this is why I didn't want to do it. Because I knew you'd you'd forgive him. I knew it. I knew it. Anybody? Anybody ever feel a little grumbly like Jonah? Just me? No? I don't know. Sometimes I just get a little grumbly. Because there's certain things that I like a certain way. There are ways in which it would make sense to me, perhaps to you, on how things could be done. doesn't always turn out that way. Sometimes we get a little grumbly about those people, that group of people. Those leaders, those nations, how? How can people do what they do? How can they say what they say? How can they live the way they live? I am going to grumble about it because I can. And God says, I am good. And God says, if any would repent, if any would turn from their evil ways, if any, I will forgive them. God says, I am the one who has created this world. God says, I am the one who has created. All people, and I, God says, am the one who can restore and redeem. I, God says, am the one who's good and just and offers compassion. And I, like Jonah, want to grumble about it. Because there are times that it's really. Uncomfortable. It is really hard sometimes to be pulled out of my comfort zone, to be moved in a way that even though it might lead me forward in a direction that the Lord is calling me, is not comfortable and is not easy. After all, he does call us to pray for our enemies, to pray for those that we feel are persecuting us. And even in our grumbling, he asks us again, to be the people who know who he is and to be the ones who speak that peace into the pain and the chaos, who speak of the goodness in the midst of the war and the destruction. And so, I don't know if perhaps there might be someone else not just me feeling the discomfort of the word of the Lord to Jonah. But our God is the one of second chances. Our God is the one who works in the lives of people that we might not feel like they deserve it. Our God is the one who is in the process even now of bringing healing and redemption into people's lives. And we get to be ones who might be called to be a part of the process. And so, might we heed this word of Jonah. Even in our grumbling, even in our discomfort, because our grudges are nothing when it comes to the power of God, all things are possible with God. Let us remember that we know those second chances again and again. So let us offer. Let us speak of the goodness of our God. The repentance and the redemption that is real and powerful. And let us pray. For our enemies, let us pray for those who persecute so that they too might know that grace. Will you pray with me? Lord, we know that you ask us yet again that we would not just be people comfortable with the love and grace we've received, but that you call us yet again to be the people who speak redemption into the lives of others, who pray and speak redemption over your people. Because, Lord, it is easy to become overwhelmed. It is easy to grumble and be frustrated, even angry. But instead, may we be your people who are able to say it is well with my soul. Because I know the one who holds all things in his hands And so, we pray that all might repent, turn from their evil and wicked ways, and we might all find ourselves in the very grace and love and care of the one true God. So take our lives, Lord. They are yours. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.